0: Welcome to the 23rd episode of the Disney Cruise Line Blog Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about our recent cruise on the reimagined Disney Wonder. It'll kind of be part trip report, part overview of, you know, all the changes. Uh, Try to talk more about the changes than really a trip report since we've got that written out over on the website, which we'll link to here in the show notes. Uh, I think the. We're gonna skip the, uh, I think, atrium, to get started and just kind of dive right in, and talk about the kids' clubs, Um, since that's what we really experienced the most on the first day. We discovered it first. Being that, uh, that's when the open house hours for uh, us adults to kind of check it out. We first got on the ship. We uh, walked past Tritons, which was doing a. The new sit-down lunch option on Embarkation Day with a fixed menu. Uh, we then went up to Cabana's for the regular buffet embarkation fair. And then after that, it was time to go check out the kids' clubs. And we started off in the Oceaneer Club first, which, uh, you know, was completely transformed just like the Disney Magic. Uh, the spaces are a little different, but it's still kind of the same compartmentalized setup that uh, they did on the Magic and is more or less on the Dream and Fantasy, little different rooms. In the Oceaneer Club, you have the Marvel Superhero Academy. There's another room for Frozen. There's a Club Disney Junior area. And there's Andy's room with the Slinky Dog slide. That's amazing. And I know that's Isabel's favorite.
1: Yes, because it goes fast because it's made of metal. It's
0: some a metal sort of slide. Metal. Mm-hmm. So, Isabel, out of. You want to talk about any of those rooms specifically?
1: Well, in the Marvel room, they have lockers. And they have like a ring doorbell, but it doesn't do anything.
0: All right.
2: Mm. So, since you started with that room, I think everybody's able to tell that the Marvel is your favorite. Yes. And you had a boy approach you. What did he say to you?
1: I can't believe you like Marvel.
2: He said you couldn't believe you like Marvel because why? I'm a girl. Because you were a girl
0: ouch
2: ouch I know she wanted to go black widow on him but she didn't um so from an adult perspective walking around uh Andy's room is pretty similar to the magic if not exactly the same this is the same right there's
0: that tv under there
2: I went ahead and and rode the slinky slide because adults can do that during open house so that's fun um except when the kids don't wait their turn and they start piling behind you so that sucks that's all right um The Frozen Room is the Frozen Room. I mean, it reminds me of how they had, uh, you know, the fairies, the Fairy Hollow, Pixie Hollow. There was just like a table in there. I'm sure they do stuff. Well,
0: they have the different events with the uh, coronation event. The Disney
2: Junior
0: Room. The one part of the Frozen area that's really cool, you can kind of stand around. You have to wait for it. Is the sauna in the back corner. The Oaken comes out. Yeah. Every once in a while he will come out and like draw on the window. He'll talk, you know. It's it's random when you're in there. Full There's disclosure, a lot
2: of, the, the Sanders family is Team Marvel, Team Star Wars. We don't have a, we don't have the demographic that Disney's going for, which is the girl that's obsessed with frozen. So, you know, we tend to go towards those the things. The
0: child that's obsessed with frozen.
2: Right. True. So, one cool thing when we were in there was the Disney Junior Room had Sophia there. So, there were a lot of kids that were, um, you know, gathered around to see Sophia the First. So, you know, nice to have that during open house and the parents were there and, you know, they'll have little little meet and greets and things with that. But, so that that's always nice for the kids to have that kind of stuff. Um, and the one thing we noticed was during the three-night cruise, the programming wasn't We'll have to see what it's like in on the longer cruise when we go to Alaska on the Wonder because I know there were some Marvel activities that Isabel was looking forward to doing, um, and then there were some that she had already done on the Magic that were in the Wonder. So she's hoping for some more of those, you know, directed activities um, that they advertise on the Navigator. Yeah,
0: it was it was definitely hard, you know, unless you dedicated, you know, all the time to hit those scheduled events. It was hard to really fit everything you wanted to do or Isabel wanted to do in during the uh, short three nights. Isabel were you able to when you were in there were you able to partake in any like the scheduled events?
1: Well I did do one of the Marvel events. What was it? It was something Captain America something and it told about Captain America's life and then there were things they handed out and you got It's an interactive thing, so it's not just a person talking. And And Captain America came out. So,
0: So, see, Captain America was the only uh, Avenger you were able to meet on that cruise? Apparently. Well, no, that you got to meet. Yes. Okay. You just weren't in there for the other meet-and-greet and and, uh, Mm -hmm. activities. Okay. Yeah, there are more characters It's part of the other... uh, events, which hopefully we'll get to experience the next time we're on the Wonder. We should have more time. A lot more time. Way more time.
2: <laughs> Today happens to be 120 days till our crew sets sail, so we have exactly four months.
0: So just like on the Magic, they com- they joined both rooms, both uh, the Oceaneer Club and Oceaneer Lab with the walkway. Well the walkway was always there. They just made it available for kids to go back and forth between the two. Uh with the changing of where the doorways are. And so inside the Club Disney Junior room is the entrance to the walkway to get over to the Oceanaire Lab, which is, still has that same nautical inspired look as the Magic. Mm-hmm. With uh you know the little the big open area room for, like, group activities. You've got the center area with the big, like, interactive te- the TV setup, which when we were in there, kids were playing soccer against the TV screen.
1: That's not safe.
0: Over in the back corner, they had the, you know, captain your own ship. That's fun. As you have on the other ships. Uh, they added, instead of more, like, computer-based stuff, they were... TV like Xboxes and Wii's with TVs yeah. on the wall. It, it's kind of like they brought down a little bit of what has been in the edge into the lab for more of a crossover experience. And then they have, what are the other two rooms? The, what do they call it, the drawing room? Art studio.
1: And there's a crafting room, too.
0: And a crafting room. so.
1: And they do super sloppy science in, like, a seated area. And when we went there for open house a few times that I was in there, they had books and games on the table.
0: What kind of games? Board games?
1: Yeah, and there were, there were like checkers. There was one chess. There was a. There was one other game. There were a few of it. And there There's a few more, and they apparently switched them out because I saw different games every time. Okay, cool. And, of course, the books were Disney books.
0: And then they had, you know, the... Art room where you could trace characters and draw mm-hmm. and tracing color. Tracing tables. Tracing tables, cool. And they had iPads scattered around, like tethered. Did you look at it? They're mostly just the Disney apps of various. Yeah, the
1: story ones, drawing ones, the make your own something ones, the coloring ones.
0: And the iPads that were over in the Superhero Academy were all.
1: There were only three games
0: they were all the marvel well, yeah you know, the marvel game apps that you could find in the apple app store so between the oceaneer lab and oceaneer club isabel what do you think is the highlight you kind of touched on it saying is there anything besides that sticks out to you more most besides the marvel superhero academy
1: i do like the tracing room the crafting area is really fun too mm
0: mm-hmm. Awesome. Now the next of the use spaces we went to check out was the edge, which again, just like the magic, it was relocated from deck two all the way up into the arcade on the pool deck. Being relocated up into the arcade, it takes it takes over the entire space, and it's got the uh, kind of twenty thousand leagues under the sea sub. So, you know, you're in that submarine kind of. Feel to it. There's portholes in the back with a kind of like the virtual porthole look. They've got you know, big screen TVs along the wall with different video game systems hooked up to each. Uh, there's a selection of Wii and Xbox games available to play on them. There's you know, tables set up and some chairs. I feel they did a little bit better job of u- utilizing that space than they did on the Magic. It seemed it was a little more open. Like, they found a way they didn't need as much, like, I think there was this fake wall in the Magic they kind of used for some storage, if memory serves me correctly. It would probably help if I went back and compared some photos, but I did not, I'll be honest with you. It just seemed like it was a kind of more wide-open room stuff to do. Um, Now, Isabel, I know you're not at that age yet. You still have a couple more years in the Oceaneer Lab and Club. Uh, what did you think about that? That's fun. The edge. I'd, what,
1: I'd do it. I'd go in there.
0: Did you like the look of it? Yeah. You know, it is kind of dark and cavernous, but, you know, obviously with that submarine kind of theming to it, but... Mm-hmm. You see? Would you see yourself, you know, when you get to that age, wanting to hang out in there? Probably. A... Heard it here first.
2: Just saw a lot of tweens sitting around playing video games, but I guess that's probably what that age group is doing. Yeah,
0: so. it's, it's a hangout place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get away from get us. Get away from your parents. Yeah. Right. I get that. Yeah. We're all there once. I
2: believe we were told that on this cruise. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> moving up the uh, age range, we went out and checked out Vibe. I mean, Vibe's Vibe. It doesn't really receive an overhaul this place
2: is legit
0: oh yeah i mean we've said it before you know comparing the one on the magic even we want to hang out in there that's it's got the nice chairs it didn't it didn't help that when we walked in civil war was on the tv playing but there's a little room there's like you know board games available to play there's tables there's couches
1: donkey kong yeah,
0: there's arcade machines.
2: Old arcade machines, they're awesome. Yeah, right? it's
0: definitely like a really chill place to go and hang out. In fact, I almost wish <laughs> like the a
2: smoothie c- bar in there too. Yeah,
0: it would almost be cool if like the uh, Outlook Cafe was set up like that. More of a I don't know personal preference. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see the appeal for the teenager just to hang out up there. Awesome. It's like kind of got that bedroom slash dorm kind of set up with kind of mismatch stuff and, you know, a campus house almost. Then the last, you know, use space just kind of popped in. It's, it is what it is. It's, the, it's a small world nursery down on deck five. It's themed,
2: it's adorable. It's yeah. cute. It it's is very Themed cute.
0: after It's a Small World. Thankfully for everybody involved, they're not playing the uh, music.
2: I love that during Open House, too, how everything is set up so perfectly. And I imagine, like, three toddlers in there just Mess tearing it, it apart. Like, it is – everything is perfectly spaced on their little play pads <laughs> and on their little tables. And they have, like, the blocks all ste- – it's just – it's immaculately perfect and I just think of like the baby version of Sid going in there and just taking one arm swipe and
0: it's the calm before the storm
2: oh my goodness but it is truly adorable in there and if we cruised when Isabel was an infant I would have absolutely no problem Mm
0: -hmm. plopping her in there when you walk in you've got the you know kind of reception desk kind of like to stop people from just randomly walking in then in the back then there's like the hall, what kind of the main, you know, open play area space. Then tucked all the way in the back, you'll have the area for napping with the uh, uh, whole bunch of cribs set up. Rockers, they've
2: got rockers mm-hmm. there. I mean, it's a nice, it's a nice space.
0: So after we kind of checked out the, or took advantage of the open out, open house hours of the use uh, spaces, it was. Went to our uh, stateroom, kind of drop everything off, and you know, lighten the load. A couple of notable changes, which are pretty awesome, in the stateroom are the addition of USB outlets around the desk, and there are also, and this is even new sense. You know, it was towards the end of the year, beginning of the year, when there was a switch over across the fleet. The new alarm clocks by the bed have two USB charging ports in them. So, there's definitely... Now, I I have seen pictures of other people's staterooms on the Wonder where they didn't necessarily get the same uh, USB charging port by the desk. But, uh, yeah, I accidentally... I don't know if I did it subconsciously on purpose. I left my uh, USB charger at home. I had all my cables, but... So unknowingly we became dependent on those ports around the room and they were more than sufficient. Isabel did end up having a charger tucked away in her bag, thankfully for other times, but.
2: And to each their own with the clocks, because um, we had heard reports uh, even from our friends that had mentioned that they had to turn the clock around, you know, the brightness of it was bright or, you know, people have put something over the clock, but i it was next to me. I was on the side of the bed. I was sleeping, and and it, I was fine with it. So I didn't. Yeah, have we did any
0: turn issues. it down to the lowest brightness level. Yeah, and it wasn't that beacon of light that used to be the lowest brightness level on the old uh, alarm clocks, which had the docking station. I mean, other note: these uh, new alarm clocks they don't have speakers in them, so you can't, you know, hook up or plug in with an aux cable or anything. It's purely just an alarm clock with a USB charging port. So if you were accustomed to bringing something to, you know, play your music on, you're gonna to have to look for something else now. But otherwise, those were the, I mean, truly notable changes because they redid the staterooms previously where they changed over and put the beds that, you know, you can fit the uh, luggage underneath. And stuff like that in blocks a couple years ago so those were not all redone the next order or the next place we went to go check out on embarkation day uh was the new census spawn salon and it it kind of took what the magic did in the renovation and went a little step further like the rainforest room got a major makeover to bring it more along the lines of the Rainforest Room on the Dream and Fantasy. Uh you know, the barbershop, the chill spa for the kids, the little uh I don't know, what do you call that area I'm not spa I'm not up on my spas. So I don't know what you call it. like where they did the uh nails.
2: Oh it's just like the the nail area. The salon area. Yeah. It's called the salon. Yeah. It's just where they do manicures, pedicures uh,
0: those areas along with the uh, you know, retreat rooms, a couple spas, those all look, you know, very similar to what we saw after the Magic's dry dock. And you now, Emily, you're versed with the uh gym on the ships. Do you notice any difference in the gym?
2: No, the gym's good. Uh I mean there may have been some some newer equipment, of course, changed out on there. Maybe um, this cruise, I didn't use a treadmill. I went around the ship and uh, ran around on deck and um, used one of the ellipticals as well as the weights. But they, I think that they've probably, I mean, changed some of that equipment out. But it, it looks, it's exactly the same. Same setup, same, all that good stuff. You know, everything's in working order and and then it was good. Yeah, it was fine.
0: Anything else notable about walking around the spa It um, sticks out?
2: Not really. I mean, we did the spa tour just so that we could kind of get back into those areas because Scott nor I have not done a, a spa massage or, you know, anything like that. So it's always cool to go into the rooms. You know, they, of course, show you the... Couple suites that you can have your own hot tub and massage tables and you know all that good stuff, but that price is not even on their brochure, which always makes me laugh. So, um, one thing I did notice that I think, and you know, maybe if someone else doesn't agree, but I think that it seems that unless there's something that you really, really, really want um, to book beforehand, or there's a time that you really, really want. They offer plenty of deals that I see in the Navigator. It doesn't seem like a bad deal to choose, you know, any three items for 99 bucks, or choose any, you know, how, how those little deals that they do or, you know, here's the, a port day package uh, for this price. Those seem like they're pretty good. Um, the rainforest room is nice. Um, we went through there. We got some of the uh, fruited water. And I can definitely sing on a longer cruise. It might be something that we consider doing in Alaska, um, having that rainforest pass, because it is a nice place, those tile heated tile loungers, and I know that that's a super popular thing, and, and I can definitely see why.
0: You mentioned the brochure and the pricing. Pricing is a little hard to come by around those parts, And we did. I know you asked a question or something, and lo and behold, this laminated brochure from behind the counter appeared.
2: Well, let's keep in mind that you know the spa folks from Senses are not cast members, and they their job is to be salespeople. You know, they take you on the spa tour, and then they expect you to then book something after that. Um, Which, like I said, I'm not against, but for sure on a three night cruise, um, you know that doesn't go to nassau that's just a sea day um it wasn't something that we were going to do nor was it something that we had budgeted for since we had a castaway key cabana so um you know rather have something that the whole family and and some friends that were with us can enjoy versus you know kind of booking a you know one person spa deal so you know at the end i asked some I, i can't remember what i asked her what the price was and so she um, she hands me from behind the counter a brochure that's laminated and says, this is to look at here. You know, like, this is not a copy to take with you. And, of course, I kind of chuckle. So, um, you know, Scott, being the avid blogger that he is, over my shoulder takes some photos of it. But I don't think it was anything secretive. I mean, I've seen things like this before, but it seems like they've kind of toned that down. They'd rather get you interested in something like, yeah. This couple's villa is amazing, and it is amazing. There's Mm -hmm. a hot tub there, and you can bring a bottle of champagne, and you can have uh, your massages, and you get the suite for however many hours, and it's glorious. You know, it's just these loungers are, and then, so they get you interested, and then you want to book it, which Disney does perfectly. Look at how they do with their cruises. Look at how, I mean, the bounce-back offers, so you rebook when you're on the ship. I mean, that's the point, so... You know, they did have something out with um, some specials and things, a flyer that you could take, but um, the pricing was, was behind the counter laminated in a book. So, and people were booking stuff. So the spa tour works. The, you know, I don't know what their, what their, um, you know, fill rate is, but there were, that desk was packed with people inquiring about stuff. So,
0: as you exit the spa, you'll, uh, you're kind of in that lobby area with the stairs. You'll notice a stair, a carpeted stairwell going up and it's, uh, rather than, it's themed carpet to the new Bippity Boppity Boutique location on the Wonder, which is right above the spa area and the forward stairs. Interestingly enough, when we walked up there Kind of on embarkation day, it was closed. It wasn't even kind of like open for, you know, here's our, you know, here's our services, you know, kind of thing. So we never made it around back. But just looking at it, it looks know, nearly identical to the space on the Magic. Uh, there's a photo of the space in our uh, trip report, but,
2: but the stairs. But the
0: stairs did so cute. Yeah, it was like they invited you to go upstairs. Which it's kind of a we've kind of criticized a little bit in the past. It's kind of what the magic is. It's hard to know that it's there because it's kind of tucked away all the way forward. It's kind of like in the it's more or less in the, an adult area of the ship. Uh, so there's not a lot of you know throughput with kids walking by it to where you know in comparison where it's located on the dream and fantasy where you're kind of just walking by you're in the atrium. You see it, it's kind of like there, you know, you get that window shopping effect where you see it and want to go check it out more. It's right by the, you know, midship detective agency, uh, one of the midship detective agency spots. So I think they're at a little disadvantage on the magic and wonder isn't in it's a little hidden out of sight. Uh, so they don't have the kids discovering it and taking their parents, which in a way is good for the for parents, but I think it is hard for Disney to, you know, really get the word. You know, they have to work a little harder on the classic ships to kind of get the word out that, hey, we're up here, and we've got this. But, you know, it's the same packages, you know, that they offer elsewhere. Nothing drastically new. Do you recall, Emily seen any of the outfits available in the shops no. or Isabel?
2: They could I be avoid, in the princess shops. Yeah. That one side of Mickey's main has yeah. that princessy area, but man, we avoid that area like the right. plague. So well, I know,
0: you know, cause we,
2: and it was busy except for the day that we rope dropped the gift shop mm-hmm. for Derek Bergen pictures. Um, both times other times we went in there, it was jammed. Yeah,
0: oh. speaking of the shops, white caps and Mickey's main sale, you know, again, I, I keep saying this, but it's set up just like the magic, uh, where you have the big glass windows now down the hallway, leading to the Walt Disney Theater. Nothing really drastically different if you're familiar with the magic layout. So, we did kind of do a full-on, you know, let's take pictures of every, or not every piece of merchandise, but most merchandise, we have photos from February over on the website. I think there are, I don't know, close to 100 photos of merchandise between two shops. It's more or less regulated to the Disney Cruise-specific stuff, not, you know, kind of the fair that you can find at Walt Disney World, just the general theme park-ish, you know, merchandise. But The gift shop... In after hours, outside Crown and Finn Pub, uh, it's Sea Treasures. On uh, our cruise, it was I don't know, what'd you say about ninety five percent Star Wars? Definitely. I mean,
2: ninety seven point five percent.
0: And then they had a selection of Crown and Finn merchant. They had like a Crown and Finn mug. It's the uh- identical mug to what they were selling with the O'Gills mug. They had uh, Crown and Fin logo T-shirts, a hat.
2: hat, and that would be it, I think. The rest yeah. was definitely Star Wars.
0: I was was definitely ready to buy the T-shirt, but there was a sizing issue.
2: Yeah, they only had small, medium, and gigantic, double or triple X, I think.
0: Yeah. So that's one of the, you know that's one of those gift shop it's. Again, it's not really a pass through a lot of times for the kids, so it's not much in there. It almost seems like you could do something else with that and just kind of shove that other merchandise upstairs. I don't know. Maybe in the future it'll be the new Tiffany's and company.
2: Yeah, possibly.
0: Anyway, back down in uh, After Hours, which...
2: Is gorgeous. Yes. It's gorgeous.
0: Now I know a lot of people love the Route sixty six theming to that whole area with the map on the ground, the uh uh guardrails along the hallway. It's complete opposite of that, where it's toned down very minimalistic throughout.
2: It's very modern contemporary. Uh, and
0: it does not it's not a carbon copy of the magics. It about the only thing unique is or similar is the you know, color palette and the naming. Otherwise, you know, the walls are different. It's blue walls and so that's stainless steel.
2: And they have three totally different, unique venues. So, totally different themed venues. I mean... Yeah.
0: Azure looks beautiful.
2: Yeah, it's gorgeous. And we didn't get to spend any time in there because we didn't go to any activities in there on our three night. Um, but... Man, that, that blow, and I thought I like Fathoms on the Magic, but Azure blows it away. The chairs are comfy, it's light yeah. instead of like pitch black dark.
0: They did a good job at making it feel more open. Mm-hmm. That good, space fills drink feels menu. very large with how they, you know, kind of went with a lighter color palette. Obviously, Azure sky, but Fathoms dark, you know, under the sea. Yeah. But yeah. I think. In terms of a general space, it's more. it was all, felt more inviting for just a general use, you know, when it's not the evening nightclub kind of...
2: Well, that's the thing. They use it for other stuff. Right. So, you know, wow. we did the Mickey 200 in Fathoms on the Magic, mm-hmm. where Isabel was a winner. Yep. Yay. And I got a trophy. You got a trophy? Um, it, so, but it, it, it's dark, like Scott said, makes sense, Fathoms. But Azura looks like... I'm excited on the wonder um, to go on the wonder in Alaska and have some more time to, kind of, you know, go to things in there. You know, that's where they do comedic acts and and things like that, like those kids' day things.
0: They'll do they'll do like the family, you know, shows in there, like the.
2: Me personally, I, um, you know, moving along. I still like diversions. Um, I guess a Crown and Finn, I've never been to a an a London pub, a proper pub, a British pub. <laughs> um, but O'Gills, that eh, you know, it's it's got its place. I have no issue with it. Um, I like Crown and Finn better than O'Gills because again, it's it's dark, but it's not it's dark. It's not as dark. But I did I did like the you know Diversions and Six Eight Seven. I like that sports bar theme more. That that's. Just a personal opinion. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. That's just I know, mean, my feeling. I'm more of a sports bar type person than that. We did do, um, was it Villains Trivia? Yes. We did Villains Trivia in there. Which
0: continues to get harder and harder.
1: It does. It is hard. So hard. I
0: will tell you, they weren't. I don't know if they're doing it now across the fleet. This is the first time we experienced where they are putting the questions on the TV's and like a
1: crown project.
0: and Finn. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was a
1: PowerPoint presentation. You it, could
0: actually kind of look at the question a little bit longer, instead of hearing it once and kind of being what. So that was very nice to put that up there. I mean, back to Emily's point about you know what you like in a you know a bar. It the venue's more or less the same. It's the same. It's you know a little different uh, uh, decor, but. I don't know. I always go back to I miss that like kind of lobby seating they used to have or, you know, hotel lobby kind of lower seating in that main area. instead of the bar table, bar height tables that they have now in both uh, O'Gills and Crown and Fin. I think that's what, you know, takes me back to missing diversions, you know, more than anything. It's not the theming. I don't care about the theming. That's still they still have the TVs so you can watch your sports there. You know, it's just
2: I do like the big booths in the back. We tend to get those when we when we cruise with with friends and people that mm-hmm. we know and it's a good place that you could spread out and do a board game and so those mm-hmm. are nice. I I like those. Those yeah. are they're they're a nice comfortable it, area. That
0: seating area along the portholes. It's just I think it was even better in Ogills cuz Ogills has more of those partitions up there breaking up the individual seating areas by the portholes where these rely more on kind of medium height chairs, like to kind of make the seating area versus a partitioning wall. So that
2: And as far as the the drink menu goes, they O'Gills and uh Crown and Finn, interestingly enough, they have more of the value cocktails, so to speak. So where the other places um, you know, kind of have your Nine, ten, eleven, twelve-dollar cocktails. These were like around eight, Um, you know. So, so just, just kind of a sidebar there. If you're looking for uh, something that you don't want to spend, you know, twelve dollars on,
0: plus gratuity. Speaking about kicking it up a notch in the cocktails and drinks, over in the Cadillac Lounge, which, you know, they, of all the venues, it's pretty much went. It was just overhaul you know like a car getting an overhaul kind refreshed, of refreshed yeah refreshed uh i mean
2: it's and again so personal opinion i happen to like the look and feel of keys a little bit better on the magic but um the cadillac lounge you know does a good job it's a it's the same you know same area same same everything that though is where you will find you know this huge champagne listing. They've got a large wine selection. They had a whiskey cart. They had a whiskey cart with several Bourbon,
0: You know, there's I don't several know.
2: bourbons, several just small batch special editions. Um, very, you know, they have a drink menu, and then they have like the wine and champagne. And although I, I have to kind of laugh about this, I went in on the last night before dinner to take a glass of champagne with me to dinner um, because I knew that I wouldn't be able to order it in the dining room. And I'm not going to or easily my, order. It. Yeah. I'm not going to send my mm-hmm. assistant server to the Cadillac lounge to get me something. There's no need for that one. I can just get it, pay for it and take it with me. So um, the glass of champagne that I went to order was a, a, a Tatanger Grand Cru which they did not have. So, um, you know, I just kind of... You have this big long list, but then you're... I, I can't imagine that that's something that they sell out of. But, you know, then again, the shelf life, if once you open the bottle, isn't very long. So um, I got my second choice, but which was fine still, but it was just... That's something interesting that, you know, they've got this big list and then there are are some omissions um, that you may find if necessary. I didn't have any problem getting it and taking it into the dining room. The reason why I say that is because in Keys, they have those special wine glasses um, and champagne flutes that are um, half black and half white on the stem that they won't let you take out of the bar.
0: Like on lockdown. Like. Bouncer shows up and and tackles you walking out the door.
2: Right. So I. I remember being on the magic in Iceland and trying to take a a glass of champagne into O'Gill's to do trivia. And, you know, I, I promised like four people, look, I'm just going next door to O'Gill's. I'm not going to take this to my room. I'm not going to take this home. Um, It's literally attached to like keys and O'Gill's are essentially attached. So um, this was not the case. And I did, maybe they do, but I did preface it to the guy that I would like to get a glass of champagne to take to dinner, so maybe in that case, he was able to put it in a regular flute for me um, instead, which I will remember that next time I go to Keys and I want to mm. take something somewhere because Keys is similar um, in the in the sense that they have some more fancier things if you're interested in that sort of thing um, to take around with you. I have noticed as well, though, that on as far as drinks in the dining rooms and and you know the promenade lounge and they have expanded their selections um, you know just for example maybe you you could only get a glass of Tatanger and venue A and venue B now they, they have it in the main dining room they have it all over so um, they have kind of expanded that and maybe the servers still have to go or assistant servers have to kind of go all over for it but it is nice to kind of see um, a larger variety so we didn't spend any time in the Cadillac Lounge and S- Isabel actually walked in with me to order the drink which I was just taking to dinner and she was immediately bounced out. Um, and I... I out oh, was 5, 5.15. They had just opened and the gentleman was not a server or a bartender. It was a...
0: Um, crew staff.
2: It was just, yeah, Crews, a member yeah. of the crew staff. And so he came, you know, right up to me and said, you know, is there something I can do for you? And I said, oh, I'm just here to look at the menu. I'd like to grab a glass of champagne to take to dinner. And then he kind of he looked at Isabel and, um, I said, does she, does she need to leave? Um, and he, then he says to me, well, it's not adults only until eight o'clock, which is not technically true. That's kind of how they are in O'Gills, but, um, usually that's adults only period. And, um, then when I went up to order, he was like, you know, she needs to stay outside, which is perfectly, I'm perfectly fine with that. That's the point of an adults-only venue. At that time, there was one person at the bar ordering, and there was one couple sitting in the corner. Um, I, I'm perfectly fine with that. I have no issue with him, you know, as she just came in to kind of walk around, and, and it wasn't like we were going to sit around and have drinks. So, that's um, nice, though, that they do enforce that. Um, four people that, you know, are going to try to, you know, bring their, bring their kids in. So, um, that's just like a little side note. And I, she waited outside with Scott in the porthole and actually continued to talk to that gentleman from the crew staff and, you know, just chit chat a little bit. And then I came out with my glass of champagne and onto dinner we went. So, um, yeah, the. I guess in summary, that I think the after-hours area is nice. Those are probably my favorite public restrooms on this ship, which is kind of a dumb thing, but it's a nice big restroom. Nice, you know, pretty. St- it's pretty. Um, it's, it's a nice area. We we find ourselves in there sometimes, just hanging out in those portholes during the day when the when the venues are closed off. So. We're
0: gonna move up to the uh, upper decks and talk about the changes. You know, around the pool areas, notably, the Mickey pool was transformed into the Aqua Lab, which has been a favorite. You know, it's been high on my list of upgrades. You know, on the Magic there, that new area with the kids. Oh, and Dory's the kids zone. Super
2: cute too. Yeah. yeah
0: that's de- personally, I feel that's a huge upgrade over the Mickey pool, which yeah. was, you know, got the little water play areas.
2: I mean think about what used to be there. There were two little sorcerer hats that had like little sprinklers for a splash area. Mm-hmm. Now you have this kind of safe enclosed Dory's play zone for the little kids so that they mm-hmm. don't get trampled. It's not as big as, you know, Nemo's reef on um The Dream and Fantasy, you know, with the little slides and stuff, but but this works. I think that this is this is very good. So um Isabel, what do you think about the aqua lab? I think it's fun cute. You like that area? It's a nice, yeah. nice different place to go play other than just kind of swimming in a pool.
0: Yes. What do you like most about the aqua lab?
2: The buckets.
0: The buckets? So I'm a little surprised by that answer.
1: There's like four shower things above.
0: Like the filling buckets that dump on you?
1: Yeah, I like those. And um, I like those because I like just running with them around.
0: So, are you no longer a fan of the slide?
1: I do like the slide.
0: So, what do you like more, the dumping buckets or the twist and spot slide?
1: Well, the slide.
0: Well, if you could only do one of them, what would you pick?
1: The slide. Okay. I didn't realize that was part of the awkward.
0: Where does it exit? Well, it's
1: well it does go to the awkward lab, but okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, it could be its own little thing, but... I looked at it as all part of the same Aqua Lab space. Could be. And so, what'd you think of the family pool area? Um. Meh.
1: It was as usual. The hot tubs were always packed. That's
2: because you were cruising in February. <laughs> I.e., still chilly, especially for Floridians. Um, but you're a Twist and Spout fan. Mm hmm. And you rode that many times. Yeah, the lines were long. So. But then you went to the hot tub. Yeah.
0: Do you, do you feel that not having the aqua dunk was a loss? or?
1: I've never been matter? on the aqua dunk, so I can't say anything about it.
0: Well, that's your choice. You had the opportunity to go on it. You chickened out. <laughs> I don't know, but what do you think about the lack of aqua dunk?
1: It probably would bring the majority of adults off the twist and spout.
2: I was just gonna say Were there exactly a lot of adults right. going
0: on the twist and spout?
2: Yeah. Yeah, which shorten the lineup for the twist and spout.
0: No, I my perspective, I didn't miss it at all. It's uh, You
2: didn't get any water, Scott, so it doesn't <laughs> still I You did put your trunks on. I did. But that's as far but as I mean, it went.
0: I wasn't sitting there and like, oh man, I I wish the Aqua Dunk was here. I'd go on it. It's,
1: it's one of those things.
0: Cool. Yeah. So it's
2: it's good. the
0: The pool deck is a is a. So you've got the food options of Daisy's Delights, Pete's Boiler Bites, which does have the shawarma that yeah. they were offering elsewhere. Or uh, I'm sorry. Pete's Boiler Bites on the Magic. They added Sully Sips, which is a like the uh, I can't think of the word smoothie. Right. The smoothie place with a he
2: he. It's fro- like Frozone's, right? Yeah. He. They also do have um. It's there's another bar there as well. So. Well,
0: Sully Sips also had adult beverages because that's where.
2: Right. It's interesting though because it's literally right around the corner it's right ne-
0: from, it's right next to the ice cream or
2: but and then which is right around the corner to, to another bar and then the pizza place So right. it's kind of funny to have those bars there but you know if you think about it especially in the caribbean on a high sea day when it's hot they've got to be able to crank that stuff out mm-hmm. so um they're you know all hands on deck kind of thing but um did not see a lot of kids with the, uh, with the smoothies.
0: Yeah. I didn't notice a lineup of, but again, it was February. It's not the, uh, I mean, is there anything else notable on the pool deck that sticks out? You know, there's more, you know, the shaded covering up on the top deck. So you're not, you could sit on the top deck in the lounge chair and not be exposed to, you know, you'd have, you know, the canopy over top of you. Sticking on the upper deck, moving forward, the uh, Outlook Cafe was kind of partitioned off or drastically partitioned off to add the uh, concierge lounge, which is, I don't know, I would say a good, I don't know, good 80% of the Outlook Cafe is, now concierge only uh, we took some creeper photos through the window uh, it, I mean in terms of the concierge lounge it looks pretty awesome and I think comparing keeping with the uh, comparison between the magic and wonder I think it is far and wide better than the magics They've got that extra sun deck, you know, they put in, I don't know, what is that? Would that be deck 13 that there's the sun deck? Yeah. So, a special little sun deck, which I can only imagine it's going to be amazing up there, like, in Alaska. Those
2: views are going to be incredible.
0: You know, so that's, from what we were able to see from the public side of the concierge lounge, it looks pretty awesome, and... I can only imagine you know, you can kind of peek in from the outlook cafe portion that's still you know available uh if you want to see some photos kind of what we're talking about in the partitioning off check out our day three i think it's in the day yeah it's in the day three trip report from our february cruise it's all the way at the bottom because you know it's kind of a recurring theme here three nights was just not enough to experience everything you know we barely got you know the candy coated you know 5 cent tour of the ship but there's de- it's definitely going to be a drastic change for people who are used to the outlook cafe on their on you know their alaskan cruises and so why don't we move into one of the other new additions from Dry Dock, and that is the show that replaced Toy Story the Musical, Frozen, A Musical Spectacular. Yeah. Well,
2: I think that there are, you know, everyone, of course, has their opinion. There's the popular and the unpopular opinion. Uh, I think that you will not find a that Toy Story was very popular among people um, on the same token the Sanders family does enjoy villains tonight which I know is is not a popular opinion um, you know which is the reason why it's essentially being replaced. It's but, another
0: subjective topic it's
2: another subjective topic so um, we are not the biggest frozen fans. I don't hate Frozen. I think Frozen the movie Isabel will tell you the same thing is a fine movie. It's just everywhere. Being that we live in Orlando, um, it is.
0: We it hit the oversaturation point really quick. Exactly.
2: And so it's it's just that you have, yeah, exactly what Scott said. Oversaturation. There's not much more to be said about it. So
0: anyway, we all agree that we all agree it's a good movie. We like the stuff. We like the music. It was just it was oversaturated for us.
2: Um, I'm going to keep mine my uh, opinion simple to that that is an hour of my life I will not get back <laughs> and I would prefer not to have to repeat that again. So um, I will say on the topic of new shows, I know that Gold Mickey had some new additions um, added to it which we did not, we chose not to go see. I know one of the additions is a frozen scene. We will do that when we go to Alaska because, you know, we will. Um, that's all I'm going to say On mine, no. There's one more additive in there. I think that um, I have never seen a a show put out by whether it be Walt Disney World, you know, um, like the Beauty and the Beast stage show, things like that, or on Disney Cruise Line that uh, had had lines that were just. I would. uh, These people should know their lines because they. That's all they do. So I'm not going to be negative, Nelly, but. You will not catch um, Emily Sanders' Mrs. DCL blog at another showing of Frozen. So, Scott and Isabel, take it from here.
0: I think my uh, thought on the show is pretty much, it says it right there in the title. A musical spectacular. I, I was kind of hoping for a little more substance in the show, whereas, you know, again, it's right there in the title. It's a musical spectacular it basically went from one song to the other versus you know more of a stage production with you know regular dialogue moving the story along I don't know I mean I I personally I was hoping for a little more of that and I don't know if it is what it is that's what the that's what everybody likes they like the musical part of frozen the songs are huge I get it. I was just personally hoping for a little more. You know, substance in respect to, uh, you know, a theatrical performance versus a musical.
2: Instead of abrupt scene to scene changes. Oh, they're kids. Oh, they're this. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: oh. I'm trying to be positive.
2: Yes. Good for you. Yes. Awesome.
0: Uh, I, the uh, late, like the the theatrical. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stuff like the projection in the theater was cool. You know, We saw that, I saw that on The Magic previously uh, where they did the projections in the theater. That's, you know, a cool addition to the shows to kind of more of an immersive feel throughout. The uh, Elsas, when she's doing her big scene in the ice castle with the frozen fractals and moving her arms around and they, you know, immediate, you've got the motion tracking there. With the laser lights and everything, that was pretty, you know, pretty cool effect that they're doing. Uh, So they've definitely done some stuff to, you know, more eye candy for the shows versus, you know, just basic, you know, set pieces. So that was really cool to check out. Your thoughts, Isabel?
1: It was interesting. (laughs) Not what I expected.
0: What were you hoping for?
1: Um, a mu- a musical that is spectacular.
2: <laughs> I think because wow, for Isabel, um, we really enjoy Aladdin on the fantasy. the The bar is kind of set fairly high. Which is a
0: musical it? spectacular,
2: and we enjoy Tangled. I, I mean, those were they've taken those stories and turned them very well into their stage productions and same with isabel doesn't hate frozen likes the songs you know go in with an open mind but we all kind of looked at each other afterwards like okay like what what was that scott's right the isabel do you agree that the um the what's what's the word i'm looking for the. I want to say animatronics, but this is not Misfortune Falls. The uh Puppets. puppetry? No, nope, absolutely not. The electronic stuff. This the snowflakes on the walls and Projections. That stuff was great. They did a good job with trying to avert my eyes and attention to that stuff.
0: So, you know, we saw we saw Tangled. We loved Maximus. What did you think of Sven? Which is pretty much the same, but Yep.
1: It's just <coughs> It is just a different look to it, different look to the puppet, and same was, actions. Yeah, Sven was okay. I
2: mean,
0: I could have done without the puppets for the young, or the uh, puppetry for the uh, Anna and Elsa's children. But yeah, I I get where they were going with that. So. I mean, it makes sense what they were doing. It's just uh, personal preference. I'm staying positive.
2: I am so positive that I'm not going to have to watch it again, which I'm super pumped about.
0: See, that's that's where I differ. I think I'll give it another shot at some point, depending on our schedule.
2: This happens a lot with the Sanders family, that Scott will go to things alone because Emily and Isabel don't wish to, to join him. So it would... I, It won't be weird or creepy at all to see Scott go to the Frozen show by himself, which I will say, I do have one other comment about it, which is not negative or positive. (laughs) I was shocked at the amount of lining up the time before the show. I mean, people line up outside by preludes outside of the Walt Disney Theater for these shows, but for Frozen, people lined up Super early. And like, they were pushing and shoving when the doors like, opened. Example, as soon as we left dinner and early dining, so we were done at like 7, our friends that were with us, they were like, we have to go get in line. My face is Heather. The uh, show doesn't start till 8.15, <laughs> 8.30. She's like, no, you don't understand. I've heard that this is a big deal. Sure enough, it is a huge deal. And when the cast members open the door you will get trampled if you are a It's small like Black
0: trampled. Friday at Walmart.
2: It's I, you see on the news I, 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 I just don't get it like you have to have that specific perfect seat. So kind of when that started I thought, "Oh, this this is already going downhill."
0: Well, it proves how popular this is and yeah. how, you know, we're not the target demographic and that's fun because we sailed on the magic one year ago kind of the same lead time from when Tangled debuted in November, you know to when we were on it, it was a completely different situation. We were just able to just to show up for Tangled. Yeah, we used just
2: roll in like after 8 p.m. Yeah,
0: and find three seats get wherever. Yeah, three
2: seats. Usually we can get still get on the end. We're good to go. Mm.
0: But this was...
2: This was a literal definitely situation. proves that
0: this is, you know, a draw. Now, this leading into probably... This would not be the draw to get me to book a cruise on the Wonder. I would, I'm still, I would book a cruise on the Magic to see Tangled. I would not book a cruise on the Wonder to see Frozen. Again, my personal opinion.
2: In, I will say one nice thing that they offered, which we did not take advantage of because uh, it was our Castaway Key deal with the Cabana, was they did offer a matinee. Oh, I
0: and, love matinees.
2: And Scott and Isabel and I. Got real used to those matinees on C days on the fantasy because the way that we kind of run our our C day usually in the summer is get up, have breakfast, go to the pool, have lunch, and then either do an activity, go mini golfing, something like that. Um, and it was awesome because we used to come back, shower, go to the matinee, and then you know it was awesome after dinner. Isabel could go to the kids club if we were tired, we could we could go to bed, or Scott and I could hang out. So that was. Ha, I I love a matinee. I think that's great. And had we not had a cabana at Castaway Key, I can I could put money on the fact that the Sanders would have been at that at that tangled matinee. Um, Frozen Matinee. I'm sorry, I want to be tangled because I love Rapunzel. I'm tangled.
0: You're tangled, all right.
2: I know. Um, so anyways, that's I think that to me is the only um there was one other slight negative, which I think we'll. Are we going to go into that next, Scott? I
0: mean,
2: the next. To the the only other. The only other negative on the cruise, which could be a positive if it worked better, um, is they they've changed the cabanas. Well, up. here
0: let's le- let's set this up.
2: Yeah, they've changed two so, cabanas. Beach yeah. blanket buffet or whatever it was. Two cabanas. Yeah,
0: and cabanas. It's great. It's great. It's. Perfect. I mean, well, not perfect. I mean, yeah, it's, good. it's it's a great setup. It's a h- huge improvement. You know, between the two, I mean, before and after, the one thing they did differently, and it's the same Australian theme. You know that they did on the magic. Uh, the one key difference, and you notice it right away on both entrances to Cabana's, they have a bank, you know, right outside where the restrooms are there in the, you know, the hallway, they have a bank of, uh, you know, it's a hand washing station, station where there's sinks, you know, water, soap, hand towels. Uh, and, and, you know, what they're having you do now is when you get to Cabana's, instead of handing you the wipes that you get when you enter all the other restaurants, they're having you stand in line to wash your hands. And I don't know what, they're about four sinks, and they have like a stool at one of them for the smaller kids to stand up and use. I don't know if the, it, there was – it didn't seem like there was a low one. Like if you for mm-hmm. handicap accessibility, mm-hmm. and you might have been able to pull up to one. I,
2: I mean, I get why it's analyzed. there too because it's there for, for coming in out of the pools – which is not the most sanitary of situations. Well,
0: I think the hand washing station on paper is a wonderful idea. Yeah,
2: me too. And I'd rather wash with soap and water than a hand wipe any day. You know,
0: once, I mean, I think it's a, I still think it's great, even what I'm about to say, but in practice, it does not work, especially at times when there's a large rush. Okay, you can say it's, you know, staging people, you know. It's, it becomes a bottleneck, and sometimes that bottleneck can be good to kind of, like, slow the amount of people into the lines, the buffet line. But what we noticed, it was just chaotic where – Well,
2: yeah. and let's set the stage. We, we came in uh, – we were probably one of the first ten people on board after Family of the Day and Concierge. And apart from going into the atrium – you know the first thing we see is of course the atrium the new chandelier etc and then we go right into cabanas essentially we
0: mm-hmm. you know go right to lunch
2: right to lunch so um which we used to go to parrot key and cariocas but what whatever so we go up there and that's where everyone else on the ship is everyone else that's getting on the ship after us and you know making their way with the elevators and the stairs with all of their luggage or all their carry-ons essentially it was a mess and then you have a cast member who's standing there telling you to go ahead and put your stuff down find a table and come back out to wash their hands And
0: which you know how many people are not going to be shudder
2: do that. because i'm thinking who there are not very many people that are going to get the a okay to come back you know, they're going to put their stuff down and they're going to come back and, and wash their hands. They're, they've gotten the okay to essentially bypass this whole deal.
0: Well, I mean...
2: I love the concept. I love to be able to it, wash my it hands. It works great. I, I just
0: think at times they need to deploy both options. Yeah. The wipes, And really what I think slowed things down or made the thing most awkward was grabbing the paper towels out of the dispenser to then dry your hands afterwards and then having to... Because inevitably, inevitably, one person walks away from the sink, next person... At, so you're getting a lot of people trying to cross paths at the same time. And then you're trying to then walk across the hall, cross the entranceway to the trash can, you know, to throw away your paper towel. It was just...
2: So we just took them it was, to the table with us, and then but, you don't have anywhere to put them because...
0: it was It's just a logistics issue yeah. that, I don't know, either somehow it needs to get worked out or they need to offset the hand, you know, people would re- prefer to wash their hands or use the hand wipes Yeah. because hand wipes are still being used at all the other restaurants. It's not like they've cut hand wipes off, you know, or no longer using them on the ship. And I applaud them for trying to go this route because, you know, it s- saves on the uh, hand wipes, but you're still using paper towels. So you're yeah. paper towels are cheaper than the hand wipes. I get it. And you're making the water or you're, you know, you're generating. Although it is the...
2: interesting. I, people do it with the wipes too, but it's interesting to watch. You know, I watched three ladies who had gotten the, the drink that comes in the hurricane glass that, you know, the Bon Voyage drink mm-hmm. and they're holding one glass with their hand and with their left hand. And then like, they, they're trying to wash with soap with the right hand. Yeah. And the I left mean, hand doesn't get wall. It's kind it's, There is some things that... But then again, the same thing would happen with the hand wipe, right? So they pull the hand wipe. If you're carrying something... If all the places
0: that I get, you know, skeeved out the most of people not, you know, wanting to wash their hands are the buffets like cabanas where, you know, you're touching... You know, everybody's touching a utensil. It's almost like I want to get my food then go rewash my hands sometime.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: It's... And I'm not one to get, you know, skeeved out by that kind of stuff on a regular basis. Right. It's... But this is... You know letting the people in and say, come on back at your leisure to wash your hands. Huh? What's the percentage of that?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, but Scott's right. We applaud them. Isabel was cute because she went out to use the restroom, of course washed her hands, and then washed her hands again to get back into cabanas. So, um, you know. <laughs> I mean, they, Isabel had this super, super clean hands at that moment.
0: I almost wish they had more hand-washing stations throughout the ship like that just for, you know. Yeah. I did notice one hand-washing station on the pool deck. I don't recall seeing before, kind of...
2: They just need to put the ones in like they have in the kids' clubs. Those are amazing. Oh, those,
0: yeah. Those are the best. And then... But
2: then it happened dry afterwards, mm-hmm. too. So and that would take forever. But those are great. Those are We've great. been
0: to restaurants that have that have those, you know, on land. So those are... You know. We've kind of glossed over it, and Emily just mentioned it again, the atrium. That was uh, another... I know big change. There were some drastic changes. The Chiluie chandelier is no longer. Um, the stair. There's a missing staircase. The uh, same changes you saw to the magic. Uh, Ariel is now positioned next to the lone staircase. Uh, the one thing I I immediately uh, fell in love with the chandelier. I'll be honest. Uh,
2: it looks like a giant poinsettia.
0: Yeah, losing. Losing the chilui on the Magic hurt, based on what was there in its place. I refer to the what's in the Magic as a nightlight. The nightlight, yeah. I don't like it at all. It, I don't know. I can't get. it. I'll move on. I love the Wonder. You know, getting, you know, the love or the appreciation of the chilui chandelier and the history with that. You know, I've I've moved on from that. I knew it was going. And everything, so i I went with an open mind, I saw photos of it leading up, but I didn't want to make a judgment until I saw it when he saw it for the first time, I really did like it, yeah, I, I mean it looks I agree great,
2: with you. Isabel, what do you think? it plays
0: well yeah,
2: I think it's beautiful uh, there's something about the magic to atrium, I think it's just all together. I just don't like i
0: like Helmsman Mickey.
2: I like Helmsman Mickey, but for some reason, the nightlight, the missing stair, it just seems so naked. So, not ornate. I don't know. But I like the Wonder. Is the same. They took a staircase well, out. Ariel's there. The chandelier, although, is better because it's a a red poinsettia-looking
0: and eye-catching it, it, it's piece. It's kind of got that chewy look to it, too, where it's the...
2: I mean, it doesn't hang down. I don't know. I just... You know, where if you've listened to this podcast before, read Scott's blog, you know that we're Team Magic. We we love the Disney magic, but here the the Wonders Lobby just it looks great. It excels. It it looks fantastic. So
0: the uh, and on top of that, with the guest services and Port Adventures desks, are you know there are new murals that I don't know. I'm, I miss the old ones, but they now have Little Mermaid themed. Uh, Ariel's behind guest services. Eric is over on the Port Adventures desk. The one thing that was sad, they kind of, they put new, uh, I don't know, they still could be under there, and they just kind of overlaid it with the uh, scroll work on the Port Adventures and guest services. The glass orbs that, you know, are featured in the windows of Tritons, the little colorful glass circles that you see around that used to be you know, fairly prominent on the guest services and Port adventures desk, those are now just covered up with wood paneling and some, like, scroll work. Uh, I immediately didn't realize that, you know, on the ship, but then when I was looking at, you know, before and after photos at home, I was like, wow, that's a really big change that, uh, I don't know, they could have, I think they could have left, in my opinion, they should have left the uh, Port adventures and guest services desk alone, and then that would have been, you know, this really is really cool. It's like they kind of came in and did like hammered home that little mermaid theme to the atrium. And I can't help but think like the chandeliers got that little aerial hair kind of look to it. And the to be scene. pretty at Christmas. Let me yeah. tell
2: you that.
1: I've got a match.
0: I mean, so for me, it's a thumb. I, I give the atrium a thumbs up. I'm. Again, I'm putting past the loss of the staircase and loss of the, you know, long-time chandelier. Just for what it is, I give it a thumbs-up. I like it. It looks good. It it doesn't feel forced or out of place or, you know, stripped down to make a bigger viewing area for, you know, the holiday events or, you know, the different events they have through the cruise in the atrium. Oh, that's one thing. They added... You know, the uh, Shutter's Photo Studio up off the Vista Gallery, where you can go ahead and book uh, book your private photo sessions. And these were also added on the Dream and Fantasy in that little room, that side alcove off of uh, the Vista Gallery. But that was there, which. I I kind of thought would do away with some of the photo setups that they had in the atrium, but they still offered, the, I mean, they still had those set up, you know, just like the get your family portrait taken in the atrium. I kind of thought they'd like move those up there, but this seems looking at the brochure, it's more like, you know, for true like family portraits, like you'd go to, you know, photo studio back at home and do, you know.
2: Didn't they make, the did the D lounge. We didn't go in there at all, but yeah, they the, now also have a D lounge. Yeah,
0: And the D lounge has, you know, the main entrance right there off the atrium on deck four, but it also has one in the hallway uh, right there in the, kind of the, the pseudo Vista gallery hallway. And the uh, shutters photo studio is all digital. They don't do the books. It's all, it's all the uh, kiosks, and then since we're kind of walking around the atrium in that area, just one deck below the promenade lounge, they got rid of the whole uh, internet cafe area. They just now dedicate one desk for the connected sea host to hang out and help guests. And then the area behind them is a, a toddler area. How would you explain that? It's like a little walled off.
2: Yeah, it's that's exactly I mean, what it is.
0: There's like one of those half door, mm-hmm. you know, areas where you can kind of walk in there, and there's stuff, like you know, stuff to do. But then the rest of the promenade remains. And that kind of uh, leads us to what we've been saving, uh, to the end here. And that's Tiana's place. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we've we've saved the best for last. Again, okay. subjective, so but we're going to give you our our opinion and point of view.
0: So, I mean, even you know, keeping up with everything that Disney's doing for the website and all that stuff, I completely did not expect what we encountered what we got to experience at tiana's place and part of that was you know i tried to i tried to avoid reading a bunch of stuff you know early reviews from other sources because i wanted to see it for our first time and you know that was hard but to avoid those things and still kind of maintain some stuff on the website about it it it's one of those things unless I completely missed it, I feel Disney completely is underselling Tiana's place. And it, it is essentially a dinner show.
2: Also side note, Sanders family um, are princess and the frog fans. So that certainly helps. If you enjoy the movie, you enjoy jazz, you enjoy the story Mm -hmm. that helps. Um, We do. We, we love that movie. We love that's kind of close to tangled in our hearts so, um, that was enjoyable.
0: I mean, the theme, did
2: they update parrot key like that? <laughs> <laughs> I, it's wow.
0: You know, we liked Karaoke's on the magic, but this, Close it's away. like, wow. Now we want something to happen to karaoke. And we'll basically the theming is great. When you walk in, you're transported into, you know, new Orleans You got the wrought iron like railings, kind of going in, leading you in to our restaurant. You've got the sign, kind of teasing what's to come with the Crawfish Crooners, which you know it was out there. You knew there was a band, there was a stage, but boy, we did not know it was going to be a big, as big of a show as it was. The Crawfish Crooners.
2: Uh, They play two sets. Two sets, about a half an hour each. Yeah, it's great. I mean,
0: at least an hour of a live performance throughout the course of dinner. Um,
2: But the other crown jewel is, Isabel, you know what I'm going to say here. What was Go ahead. You can say it. Louis. Louis. Louis comes out with his trumpet. He comes out multiple times, Mm -hmm. and he is so cute because he's so big. Right. So he's trying to dance, and his tail's hitting his character handler and chairs and he is just – he's the best. Yeah. Lewis is out of control the best. Yeah. The best.
0: And Tiana – I mean, Tiana is part of the show where she comes out and kind of mixes up with the with the band. She makes some announcements, and then she kind of – after she makes an announcement, she'll kind of, like, work the, work the restaurant, stop by tables, you know, pose for photos, table side, ask you how you're doing. It's almost, like, legitimately like you're in Tiana's place – And the owner of the restaurant is coming out to talk to you kind of thing.
2: Right. And they don't just play songs from the princess and the frog. No, They're playing, you know, New Orleans jazz. It's, it's awesome. And they played some Disney, other Disney music. Yeah. It, it was, it's awesome. It keeps your interest. It keeps other, you know, keeps kids interest, keeps adults interest. It doesn't detract from actually from dinner. So you are still able to eat with this background music. Um, we are fans of spice and flavor. And while I don't think that there was anything <laughs> s- spicy, um, you know, the, f- the food that I know that I had was good. I could, we, Isabel and I could have had beignets. You know, we got to, we got to Triton's and we're like, I guess we'll have this. And don't,
0: know, don't pass on the beignets.
2: Go to animators palette. I guess we'll have this. And we saw trays of beignets getting passed out through those restaurants. But again, it's just something that we've never asked our server to do to go to a different restaurant you know, to bring us something, but enjoyable time from the time we sat down to the time we left, you know, Isabel of course orders off the adult menu. She had sea bass um, that had jambalaya under it. Shrimp jambalaya, delicious. So um, in a great night that was, I would take that over any animation magic show. I would take that over the (laughs) drawn to animation. This is, this is the crown jewel to me um, over any of the animator stuff or I, this. I loved this.
0: There are no other Disney Cruise Line dinner experiences that even are even remotely comparable to this. This is something truly unique that the Disney Cruise Line and I wanted to go back for another night.
2: Super sad that we had it the first night because it essentially like it blows everything away. Um, so then we were kind of like, oh, yeah, we it, have Tritons. Oh, we have. Yeah, it was. Yeah, animator's right. palette. Like, what about you, Isabel? What were what were some of your favorite parts? Louis. Louis. Beignets. Beignets. And the show. The show. It's nice to have dinner music there. And, and Tiana came to our table twice, so mm-hmm. that was. We were kind of on that on that main drag of of seats on either I end. I liked of, our seat. Yeah, on either end of the main aisle, so we essentially got. You know, nice concert floor seats, you know, if you were to Mm -hmm. compare that. Um,
0: Yeah, if you're you're entering the restaurant, the stage is all the way aft, you know. So where they used to have, if you're familiar with Parakeet and Karaoke's where they have the, where they used to hold the embarkation buffet and the buffet area right when you walk in to the venue, Mm -hmm. that is no longer there at all. Those are now tables and serving stations, uh, and that There's was done a and that was done to make room for the stage all the way aft in the venue all the way in the back of the venue but, and i think they the one thing about karaoke is i mean it really works putting the stage back there because that was kind of like it it was kind of dark back there they didn't in karaoke's where it's like eh you're all the way in the back it's
2: it was dark. We sat yeah. back there, what, what, twice? Yeah. It is dark back there. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but when we first got on the Magic, remember, it wasn't working, so mm-hmm. the lights weren't coming on, so it was right. dark. But this was, this it, was not like it's that. It's a great
0: setup to have the stage all the way in the back yeah. there, and then, you know, we didn't... Obviously, they have aren't doing the breakfast there. I mean, I'm sorry, embarkation uh, buffet there, and they've moved that to a sit-down menu, but...
2: I'm kind of glad, because I... I enjoyed walking into Tiana's and not really knowing what to expect all right. than to kind of ruining that at lunch because mm-hmm. we would have normally gone there. I mean, on the right. classic ships, we've typically gone to the Karaoke's. indoor buffet and uh, on the dream class ships, we go to the to cabanas for lunch and embarkation is just kind of how we've done it. Mm-hmm. Now, we pretty much go to cabanas all the time, but I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad for this. One other note, um, because, of course, I always talk about the drinks Disney has themed everything, so the beer that you can get in Tiana's place is abita um, if you could just get a Pat O'Brien's hurricane then you know it would be Mardi Gras Central but all of their stuff is is themed so it's themed more than like it's you know it's not like when you go into um when you go into Lumieres on the magic they don't have just like you know these French champagnes and in in Bordeaux's and things like that. They have done this in Tiana's. So they've got not just the three main drinks that you can order that are on the drink menu, that they've got the, you know, the three main drinks for the dining room and then the non-alcoholic drinks, which, by the way, the kids' non-alcoholic drinks come with Ray the Firefly as the clip-on. You know, if if you're familiar and you've seen Tinkerbell or the Buzz Lightyear ones, this is this is that cute little Raymond that I just want to squeeze. He's just well, adorable.
0: Even the dessert menu lit, or most of the dessert menus lit up.
2: Lit up, yeah. They've got that like. It's
0: fire-reptic. think of like a Hallmark card with a battery. You know yeah. that.
2: I mean, they they themed. You know, it, it's not just your standard. I felt like Disney was kind of doing that homogenization, right? So. You can go to any restaurant, any bar, any this bud, bud like who's da 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 da. You know, same wine, same everything. The Tiana's place
0: was fully themed. It's so. truly unique. I mean, it is.
2: It's great. I would love to see more of this w- kind of thing.
0: And whereas I said I would not book a cruise on the Wonder to go see Frozen, I'd book a cruise to go back to Tiana's place. Yeah, I, a- I'd
2: main dining room that, and and plus. There's enough variety for, you know, we're not picky eaters except for Scott's shellfish allergy. There's enough variety that I could roll through three main dining uh, meals in there and just yeah. enjoy it's myself. Not, it's
0: time. definitely not a night I'd skip, or not a rotational night I'd skip. No. Not at all. Mm-mm. I. You know, Emily kind of touched on this. You know, take it with a grain of salt. A head server did mention that Disney is looking for ways to Bring more experiences like this across the fleet, whether it be, uh, you know, launched on the new ships in 21 and 23, retrofitted like maybe something like on I you know, or maybe Enchanted Garden.
2: Oh my gosh, if they bring the Three Caballeros out, I'm going to lose oh. my mind. That would be an amazing show.
0: Yes, it would. But they could right?
2: do. <laughs> like a Brazilian Vance, Carnival, Three Caballeros.
0: Their ideas. I mean, they can, they can do definitely it. do it, but. Yeah. I think turn
2: it into a Latin instead and, of it just being like the Brazilian cariocas, you could mm-hmm. turn it into a Latin where you could have the Mexican, the Spanish, the everything brought in. I th-
0: I think there's definitely opportunity there and mm-hmm. I I hope other people are blown away by this experience like we were. And
2: you could even do it in the Enchanted Garden and have like an orchestra. Oh, know, I think that'd be great. And have something like that. Because the one thing about the main dining rooms, regardless of ship you're on, they are loud. Oh yeah. I mean, that was one thing that I used to say that I preferred about the classic ships because it was quieter because there's less people. No, they're still loud. Everyone's talking. There's the plates. It's a a restaurant. It's loud. Having the music in Tiana's kind of detracts from that a little bit. So you're not focused in on Mm -hmm. the background crowd noise. And I actually noticed it a ton in Enchanted Garden, and maybe because it's on deck two, and maybe because... It seems like it's supposed to be a quieter venue. I'm not sure. But I think if they did a... You it's know, not some, a quiet garden. If they played some orchestra music or some anything. Like a string quartet. Yeah, that would be great. Like, There's enough... It would be great.
0: Yeah. I, it'd be awesome. And I hope that's not just, you know, crew rumor that, you know, yeah. is mentioned. Because, man, I tell you, that's... That was something very unique. Tiana's, uh, we, there's a whole, there's an entire post over on the website. It's got, really the entire Crawfish crooner set, both sets. Uh, it's like an hour-long video or something. Uh, it also has the, did our best to kind of, type out the playlist of what they, you know, the songs they were playing. You know, I know we said we were saving the best for last. They did change Animator's Palette. You know, they they kind of brought that. It's oh, yeah, a, Moana.
2: Yeah. Moana characters. I
0: don't want to. I don't want to skip over that. They did, you know, freshen that up, change the you know TV screens, you know, brought that up to date, it I mean, you gotta think, the ship relaunched in November, what Moana came out in November. They already had Moana characters like on the walls, and part of the uh, show, and since this was just a three night. We just kind of had the you know basic show, where Sorcerer Mickey comes out at the end. But again, it you know it was a solid update. Same as the same as the, same as the magic, just different art on the wall. Uh, but yeah, I mean, our list wraps up. Uh, you know, our time on the magic. Really, three nights was not nearly enough time to really experience everything that was changed, you know, you know, to see everything, to really take it all in. It's
2: the only thing that made me feel better about it is that we're going to be back on that ship next again in July for nine nights. So that I was definitely unsettled with, and you know, three night cruise is fast anyway, but we've been on so many that, you know, we booked this one because it's a nice weekend cruise where um, Isabel has a, that Friday off of school. So, you know, we only have to, she only has to miss one day of school. And it's not, it's just a nice little, we call it the weekend getaway. Um, but, man, I, I really felt like this was a cruise that we didn't get to do um, a lot of relaxing all, albeit we did have a cabana at Castaway Key, so we were able to relax there. But as far as wanting to see and do all the stuff on the ship, it was tough. It was tough to fit it in. So, um, yeah, it's it's it was I it was tough to uh, to get off that ship because I did not feel fulfilled.
0: <laughs> now, comparing, I mean, just to end this out, comparing the reimagination of the magic and reimagination of the wonder, you can definitely tell Disney learned from the Mistakes that occurred with the magic, you know, not scheduling enough time, didn't get it done on time, and all those other kind of things that played into the relaunch. There, they learned from that with the wonder, they got it right. You know, they definitely under promised things and over delivered. Uh, so, you know, thumbs up on the magic's reimagination. It you was mean wonder, yeah, the wonder's reimagination. <laughs> hey, I still like the magic. What can you we know,
2: do? Magic but uh, it was so nice to see the promenade lounge that had promenade, promenade that had um, new upholstery. And <laughs> it was just, it was great. It was great. Yeah. Good job.
0: Yeah, I give a, you know, just being a quick, you know, glancing, you know. Two thumbs up on the uh changes. So look forward to seeing more of it soon. And that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us. If you've enjoyed the episode, please feel free to share it with your friends and followers. We'd also be very grateful if you could rate and review our podcast on iTunes. If you have any issues, please drop us an email. You can connect with the show via the comments section on the website, email us at contact at disneycruiselineblog.com, follow us on Twitter at the DCL blog or on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Disney Cruise Line blog. Additionally, you can leave a voicemail, which we will try to incorporate into future podcasts with your questions, comments, or feedback on the show by calling 321-765-3252.